welcome, welcome. It's the Stunt Show on the Nachum Siegel Network, Thursday, April 14th, 2016, the 6th of Nissan. Thank you for spending part of your afternoon with us here on the Nachum Siegel Network. My name is Mayor Fertig, and it is nice to be with you again. We have a uh, fascinating guest today here on the Stunt Show. He is a guy who, I think he ditched work for a month. That's right. Ditched work for a month, and he ran off to Israel... And he went to work at Sharei Tzedek Medical Center for a month. You could do this, too, if you happen to be a cardiologist, and which most people are not. I'm talking about Dr. Howard Goldschmidt of Teaneck. He's a cardiologist at, at Valley Hospital. And thank you for joining us on the Stunt Show. Thanks for making the trip to the Lower East Side today. My pleasure to be here. I appreciate it. Um, so a couple of – I should explain, by the way, that uh, my day job, I'm the uh, chief communications officer of the American Committee for Sharit Tzedek Medical Center, and we, we work closely with the hospital in Israel. And a, a couple of, uh, I guess about two months ago now, a month and a half ago, somebody called to my attention a blog being uh, posted uh, by somebody who apparently was uh, – Working temporarily at the hospital, that somebody was you, and uh, the blog, by the way, which we borrowed and repurposed for our social media, was excellent. What called my atten- what called it to my attention more than anything was that besides being interesting, it was really well written. Thanks. So uh, we, uh, we, we really appreciated that. And uh, you had all sorts of fascinating observations to make about about the hospital, which of course is of interest to us, but also about Israel, about... Uh, the just the the whole atmosphere, and of course, this was at the height of the, uh, the you know the spate of terrorist stabbings and other attacks. So there was all sorts of interesting material in your blog. You did how many how many chapters of that? A uh, total of five, which uh, I'm now putting on Times of Israel in a weekly uh, distribution. I saw one of those today actually when I, I googled around for it, and I saw the fir- I guess the first one up there. Right, there's two on there right now. Right. So or three. So just, uh, just to give everybody a little bit of uh, a little bit of background, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm a cardiologist. Mm-hmm. I uh, trained and grew up in New York. I grew up in right. Kew Garden Hills. I went to uh, Yeshiva High School MTA. Right. I went to Columbia for college. I went to Columbia for medical school. I trained right. at Mount Sinai, and then I moved out to the suburbs to live in Teaneck, raise my family in Teaneck, right. and I've been practicing at Valley Hospital for 28 years doing cardiology. Wow. So obviously very, uh, I'm sure, very loyal and attached to Valley Hospital. Right. What brings you to Shari Tzedek? Well, my family has a long history with Sharet Tzedek. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you may know, Sharet Tzedek was founded in 1902 by Dr. Wallach. He was an immigrant from Cologne, Germany, uh, and uh, the hospital was always uh, very closely uh, identified with German Jews, or as we call ourselves, Yekis. Mm-hmm. Right. And in, in fact, the hospital dinners in the 1960s and 70s uh, they say that German was the language that was spoken at the dinners of the American Committee that were held in New York City. So as it turns out, both of my grandfathers were very involved. Uh, one of them uh, was uh, a classmate of the second director general of the hospital. His name was Dr. Wolf Schlesinger. Right. That's right. Note the accent. I, I got that. It was and, uh, perfect. When, yeah. when Dr. Schlesinger yeah. visited New York on fundraising trips, he stayed with my uh, 
paternal grandfather, uh, Herman Warish, who I was named after. Mm -hmm. And my other grandfather, uh, Dr. Carl Goldschmidt, was very involved in the board of the American Committee. So Sharet Tzedek was something I heard in the background throughout my childhood growing up. My, you know, my family was very involved. And about uh, 15 years ago, I started getting involved also, trying to raise funds for the hospital, going to the dinner. And then uh, on my vacations to Israel, I started visiting the hospital. And this, this started, I think, about 1998. I would go to the hospital and join their cardiology group for their morning coronary care unit rounds where right. they discussed all the patients. Uh, the first time I went many years ago, I understood maybe 30% of what was going on. And over the years, I've worked on my Hebrew, uh, reading Hebrew newspapers, uh, uh, attending uh, Ulpan in the city, and I've you know, built it up. And over the last couple of years, I've been going more often. Every time I go, I, I hang out with them at Shari Tzedek. And a couple of years ago, I started planning to spend a month doing a mini sabbatical where I would actually teach and uh, practice cardiology at Shari Tzedek. And you pulled it off. I pulled it off. It was, it was a lot of work. I, uh, I give myself credit, a lot of paperwork to get a temporary license. I was wondering about that because I know a lot of physicians, people who make aliyah sometimes, it's not so easy. Yeah, you have to, you have to get, bring all your paperwork to Israel. You have to find a lawyer in Israel to translate your paperwork, your, your licenses and your board certification into Hebrew yeah. and put these very fancy ribbons on the translated documents. These ribbons, they <laughs> seem to date back to the Ottoman Empire. Yeah. The Ottomans were very into ribbons on their legal documents. The British were very into rubber stamps. There's a lot of that, too. Right. And, you know, I, I took care of that all of last year. And... Uh, as it turned out, the chief of cardiology, uh, uh, Professor Weiss, Giora Weiss, right. who's been there for the last couple of years, practiced in New York at Lenox Hill in Columbia for a number of years. And I shared patients with him, and uh, we met a few times, and we, we became good friends. So he was obviously instrumental in uh, helping me set this whole thing up. Making it happen. Making it happen. Yeah, that is interesting, because I, I really was wondering about the, the, bureauc the bureaucratic aspect of this. I mean, it's certainly not the most interesting part, but, you know, if you... If you know that it exists, it is, and you and you see somebody who has worked his way around it, it does become a little bit of an, you know a you little know, bit and, interesting. And the interesting thing about a temporary license in Israel is that you have the license to do any procedure you want as long as the hospital lets you do it, but you cannot sign any reports because to sign a report in Israel or to write a prescription, you have to have a license number. So a temporary license doesn't come with a number. So as the uh, the woman who's in charge of uh, visiting doctors, Neely Shapira, told me, right. with this temporary license, you can open up a brain, you can clip a cerebral aneurysm, but somebody else has to sign the report. <laughs> Bureaucracy. Fantastic. So your first day of work, uh, your, your report, your blog entry was datelined Sunday, January 31st. How did, how did it go that day? It went great. Um, I, I showed up. Uh, the, I, I, my, my personal specialty right now uh, is uh, cardiac ultrasound, also called echocardiography, and I do the invasive version of that, which is called transesophageal echo, where we pass the probe into the esophagus, mm -hmm. mostly for patients who've had strokes or patients who have heart valve infections, but my personal interest is in patients who are going to have minimally invasive heart surgery. It's a very important part of the procedure. Mm -hmm. So I, uh, I showed up there my first day. I, I met uh, Dr. David Rosenman, who's the chief of the echocardiography unit. He's a wonderful man. He's a Olaf from Buenos Aires who's been in Israel for a long, long time. He's one of, one of the senior, senior attendings 
and I had met him on previous trips, and I, and I walked in, and I, and I said, here I am, and he said, great, we have a patient, uh, go ahead and do the study. So, you know, I sedate the patient, I pass the probe into the esophagus, and that's it, an hour and a half after I got there. Off and running. <laughs> Off and running. Amazing. Our guest is Dr. Howard Goldschmidt. He's a cardiologist at Valley Hospital who recently spent a month on what he calls a mini sabbatical at Charit Sedek Medical Center in Yerushalayim, and uh, describing his experiences and uh, how how he made that happen and, and had all sorts of uh, interesting observations along the way in a series of blog entries, which uh, can be found, uh, I guess, in various places, but also can be found on the uh, American Committee for Shari Tzedek Facebook page, uh, reproduced there with his permission. Uh, so an hour and a half after you got there, you already had performed an invasive procedure on a patient who uh, was, you know, you were introduced to. Um, some of, so that, that's a very, almost a very technical and a very down-to-business um, part of this, but some of the some of the writing in here was is just lyrical. It was just really quite nice. Um, you you really got into a lot of the um, a lot of a lot of the history. Uh, you start with uh, I depart the city of Modi Inn in my rented Hyundai hatchback (parentheses nice handling weak engine) traveling on Highway 443 along the 1948 to 1967 border, the back road to Jerusalem through the Judean hills. The road is an ancient east-west trade route mentioned the, in the books of Joshua, Samuel, and Maccabees. After just a few miles, I passed the gas station where a soldier was stabbed to death in November. A few miles further to the turnoff of the small settlement of Beit Choron, is that, do I have that right? Right. Uh, where a 23-year-old woman was stabbed to death last month. The highway itself is safe, an observation balloon with dangling video cameras looming above. As 443 ends, the traffic slows. The city of gold is visible in the distance. The 20-mile trip takes 45 minutes. I like it. I Thanks. really, I really do. It, it really grabbed me, and I really had a, a lot of enjoyment out of uh, making it, uh, you know, available to more people to see. And, and uh, all of your, uh, I mean, obviously we can't spend an hour now uh, reading all of your blog posts out loud, although that might be interesting. Um, but, but really, nice job. Um, what were some of the, you know, I'm sure a month passed by really slowly in, in, in one sense and, you know, in a minute exactly. in another sense. What were some of the takeaways? What are the things that you will uh, not forget soon? Well, I think Israeli doctors work very, very hard. They don't get enough credit for what they do. They don't have at their beck and call all of their resources that we have and they make do and they do a beautiful job mm -hmm. you know they they they, they take they uh, take shortcuts that are safe they've eliminated a lot of historically unimportant parts of of treatment that we still cling to in america and they do they do a wonderful job and they're on the cutting edge is there an example of that that you can give that won't scare the heck out of everybody um it, it, it's all very technical, but, uh -huh. but basically, you know, we, we, when we evaluate people with heart disease, we do the non-invasive testing, the echocardiogram, and then afterwards, the patients have a cardiac catheterization, which is the invasive procedure. We meaning American cardiologists. We, yeah, cardiologists everywhere in the world. Right. And the invasive uh, cardiac catheterization w really was developed way before the echocardiogram. So there are parts of the cardiac catheterization that are really duplicating information 
that was already obtained on the echocardiogram. And, and those parts involve putting an extra catheter into the right side of the heart through a vein. Another, extra, another part that can be eliminated is passing a catheter across the aortic valve. And they've, they've just streamlined the procedure. Mm-hmm. And uh, they say, look, we're very confident with our information that we got with the non-invasive testing. We can, much, we can shorten the, uh, the cardiac catheterization and, and have data that we can rely on without putting the patients at extra risk. And it should be pointed out that Chariot Sedex cardiology service is, is first of all, they consider it to be a center of excellence at the hospital. Uh, it's, it's renowned throughout Israel. That's correct. And, and they've done, uh, you know, they really are a, uh, a leader in that, in probably in the Middle East, probably in Europe, too. Right, and, and particularly in uh, minimally invasive uh, transcatheter procedures. Right. I, I would just like to, to mention, we do a lot of uh, transcatheter aortic valve replacement in the United States, everywhere in the world right now. That's uh, putting an aortic valve in through a little puncture in the groin as opposed to opening the chest, which is now the way to go in people who are in their 80s and 90s. And those are the patients who develop aortic valve narrowing as they get older. Uh, in Israel, about 10 to 15 years ago, Sharetzedek was one of the first places uh, that was able to do it. And they were able to do it because uh, some of the donors in the U.S. got together and gave a couple hundred thousand dollars donation to the hospital to pay for the valves. Because the most imp- imp- expensive part of this procedure is paying for this high-tech valve, which costs about 35000 a clip. Really? Yeah. And, uh, you know, as opposed to a regular uh, surgical valve replacement, which is... Right. Five to seven thousand dollars. So the the donors to Sharet Sedek gave the money in New York. Right. Sharet Sedek uh, was given enough money to do the first ten cases. Uh, Dr. Almagor, Yaron Almagor, who's a world famous uh, cardiac uh, interventionalist, did those procedures. Right. The results were excellent. So then Sharet Sedek was able to go to the health ministry, Misrad Habriyut, and say, this is a new procedure. It is very expensive, but it can be done, and it will prolong people's lives in a meaningful way and add to their quality of life. And Ms. Rada Briot was, was thrilled with, with the results, and within a short period of time, payment for this procedure was included in the basket of benefits, right. which is called the SAL. Mm-hmm. The basket of benefits basically applies to all four of the, of the Kupat Cholim uh, health maintenance organizations in Israel, and anything that is on the list that's in the SAL or uh, in the basket, the patients are entitled to and they don't have to pay extra for. So... Getting uh, the transcatheter aortic valve, which we call TAVR, T-A-V-R, mm-hmm. included in this was a big, big deal. Clearly. Very interesting. Uh, one of the favorite things that I notice about Israel every time I'm there in just a couple of, well, actually, I think while you were there, I was there for, a cup for, for about eight days, uh, is that you meet people from all over the world. And you all have something in common. It's not like walking around New York where there are people from all over the world, of course. But when you're in Israel and you meet people from all over the world, you really do have something in common. So you talk about uh, Shari Tzedek. You, start with, you started one of your, uh, one of your uh, posts with uh, Kibbutz Galiot, in Gathering of the Exiles, one of the cornerstones of the return to Zion in the modern state of Israel. And this is evident everywhere you go in this small country. And you say, at Shari Tzedek Medical Center, the three attending physicians in echocardiography hail from Buenos Aires, Paris, and Bucharest. The CCU director, that's the cardiac coronary care, coronary, coronary care director, is uh, from Johannesburg. A cardiology fellow is from Tb- Tbilisi. In Georgia. And an interventionalist is Australian. And an echo tech is from the ancient Jewish community of... 
Cochin, is that it? India. That's fascinating. It is. It's absolutely it's, fascinating. It, it, it's amazing. And, of course, there's some native-born Israelis there also. Uh, until this year, as far as I know, there was never an American cardiologist in the group, but they just hired a really good guy uh, named uh, Michael. Uh, mm -hmm. I can't remember his last name right now. Uh, and so, so they're rounding out their uh, international uh, cast of characters. But, you know, Shari Tzedek, the, the patient population is, is hugely diverse. I just, I just wrote a, a, a something while I was on the subway coming down here today. Yeah. The, the main corridor uh, of, on the lobby floor is filled with fast-moving Jews of every flavor and variety, a steady procession that conjures images of the Cardo in the end of the Second Temple era. Excellent. Yeah, that that is what it's like, and it's uh, you get to just in the in the department that I was that I work with at the hospital. Uh, there is somebody there from uh, there is somebody who told me that he is I think a twelfth or a thirteenth generation Danish Jew. Uh, now, of course, living in Israel, and I think he still has family. In Denmark, uh, there's somebody from uh, from Belgium by way of London, or maybe I guess from London by way of Belgium, depending mm -hmm. on how you define that. And and, and there's, there's an American from Teaneck, and a, a whole bunch of other people from different places. There's, there's somebody uh, British-born. There's somebody I can't remember all of them, but there's so many different people, so many different accents. It's so much fun to to talk to and to meet people. Uh, because this is this is this is as you say the ingathering of the exiles. Yeah, just just recently, uh, the pediatric cardiologists uh, were lucky enough to have somebody join them from Paris. Uh, this gentleman, whose name I don't remember, is an international expert in the field of echocardiography of the fetus, uh, looking for heart defects in babies before they're born, and he obviously uh, had it with living in in France. Right. And he retired, and he came there, and he's a volunteer doctor there. Oh, really? Yeah. And, you know, I was a volunteer, of course, there also. And there are a lot of doctors at Sharet Sedek who are volunteer doctors, and they're happy to do it. There, there's uh, a cardiologist named Dr. Vonderman who used to be on staff there. He's in his 80s. And uh, what he does is every morning he comes through the coronary care unit with an echocardiogram machine, and he does an echocardiogram on every single patient in the coronary care unit. Non-invasive one. Non-invasive. That, that's an ultrasound, you know, which is not done usually because it's expensive to do it, but he just does it. He's there. The information is there. Not every patient needs to have it every day, but it's been done. And the doctors, while they're making rounds, look at the pictures and make use of the information. And wow. this is fantastic. That's amazing. And it's done without consideration of cost. You know, in the United States, every time we order an echocardiogram, somebody will say, that's an expensive test. Why'd you order it? Well, in Israel, people will do it for free, and sometimes the information is useful, and it was a gimme. That is fantastic. Uh, tell us about your uh, your outside the hospital experiences. Your family in Israel. You have you have children there, right? Right. Tell, tell us about some of some of that stuff. Well, my my daughter uh, Alyssa Magid and her husband Ellie, who met at Cornell, got married uh, about eight years ago, uh, right after she graduated from Cornell in January, and they made Aliyah a few months later. Wow. And they first lived in his parents' vacation apartment in Yerushalayim, and then his commute to Tel Aviv got too rough, so they moved to Tel Aviv, where they had a fantastic apartment down the street from the senior Rabbi Lau's shul on this wonderful cul-de-sac. Uh, that it, was, it was beautiful. Uh, that was Smuts Street. There's a Smuts in Yerushalayim, but there's a Smuts in Tel Aviv, which yeah. which is equally nice. Smuts. 
Smuts, Smuts was a South African yeah. uh, prime minister who was one of the original supporters of the State of Israel in the 40s. So th- then they moved to Modi'in after they had Eitan, my first grandson, and uh, they're, they're part of like a startup community mm-hmm. in Modi'in. They live in a, an apartment tower that's part of a series of buildings that was built with money from the B'nai Akiva organizations in South Africa who made Aliyah, I guess, in the 70s. And yeah. th- their neighborhood in Modi'in, which is near the downtown train station, is, has a lot of Anglo people from uh, uh, England, uh, South Africa, and Australia, and, the, and a smattering of New Yorkers, a lot of Canadians also, to be distinguished from the Buchman neighborhood on the other side of Modi'in, where, which is full of Olim from Teaneck. Right. That's exactly <laughs> right. Uh, our guest is uh, Dr. Howard Goldschmidt. He's a cardiologist at Valley Hospital. And uh, he's talking about, uh, he's telling us about his experiences uh, taking what he called a mini sabbatical for a month at Shari Tzedek Medical Center. And uh, he wrote a a series of blog entries uh, which uh, came to our attention, uh, our meaning at the American Committee for Shari Tzedek Medical Center in New York. And uh, we, uh, we, we, we evaluated them immediately for what they were, which is wonderfully written. And we're talking about that now. Obviously, as we alluded to at the beginning of the show, uh, there was a lot going on in Israel in terms of uh, terrorism at the time you were there. What were some of your experiences or impressions with, with that aspect of your, of your time in the hospital? Well, the second day I was here, and I wrote about this in the blog, I was uh, doing my job just uh, uh, reviewing uh, the images from various echocardiograms that had been done by the technicians earlier in the morning. And I, I, I read one that was done on a patient in the ICU, and I was reading the diagnosis, and the diagnosis said, Pigua dikira. Now, Pigua is a word I know. Pigua means an attack. Uh, it could be a terrorist attack, but Dikira was a new word for me, so I used Google Translate, which, by the way, is the best way to get around Israel th- these days. Right. And Dikira was stabbing, so it was it was an echocardiogram who on on a young man who had been stabbed in the chest uh, in uh, I think either Piskatzev or, or Givatzev a few days beforehand, mm-hmm. and. Uh, it was just amazing to me that this was just like routinely passing in front of my face as if this was, right. you know, business as usual. Yes, some of the patients have had uh, piguot, and some of them are di- uh, pigua dikira. And that's, and that's it. Right. W- what was really interesting is that my son-in-law, Ellie, who is uh, busy uh, doing business in India, setting up intensive care doctors in India who run ICUs remotely for the United States, oh. was traveling through India the next week. Right. And uh, he stopped uh, uh, in, in a city near Udapur to, uh, to pick up kosher food for the, his trip. And the Chabad rabbi, who was also the shochet there, started talking to him. And it turned out that the Chabad rabbi was the brother of this man who survived the stabbing attack. What a Jewish geography story. Yeah. So he, he mentions, oh, my, my father in, father-in-law is... Uh, was was is, peripherally, is, is, very right. peripherally involved. But, uh, you know, the... The, uh, the, the, the message was the man was so thankful for what the doctors at Shari Tzedek right. had done. But unfortunately, in the course of the month there, there were so, uh, many tragedies of people you know, who, who were brought there. Some were saved, but some weren't. Sure. And, and the, uh, the trauma team there is, is really amazing. Uh, the, the doctor who runs it, Ofer Merin, yes. uh, is, the, is the vice Vice uh, Director De- of the hospital. Deputy Director General. Deputy Director General of the hospital. He's a, he's a cardiothoracic surgeon who I interacted with when I was doing a transesophageal echo on one of his 
uh, post-op patients. But he's a, he's a great guy, and he goes down to the ER every time there's uh, 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 an attack, and he's ready there, and he, uh, and he directs the team. And the, the saddest story was in the, the, the last week that I was there, there was an attack, and two people were brought in. Mm-hmm. One was uh, an Israeli soldier who unfortunately was nifter and succumbed to his wounds. Right. And uh, the other was uh, the terrorist who had stabbed him. And they were literally, as I was told, in adjoining gurneys. Right. And, of course, the staff at Sharet Tzedek takes care of everyone without regard to who they are, where they come from, and what they believe in. Yeah, that is, it is pretty remarkable. Um, I was actually, just the other day, editing a, a piece of writing about, uh, about an event that they had in, in early March at the hospital, they at the height of this. I guess this would have been right after you went, right after you left the hospital. They had an event there to uh, to bring back some of the the people who had been treated in the previous months, uh, who are now, thank God, back on their feet, at, you know, in various uh, stages perhaps of recovery, but all survived. All you know have gone back to their lives, and they had an evening of. Thanksgiving, an evening of a breather, and a chance for the victims to meet the trauma teams, and for the trauma teams, including, by the way, uh, EMTs and paramedics from Hatzala and from Magen David Adom, who saved these people to sort of see the fruits of their labor. And it was uh, it was really a pretty. I'm just reading about it, it was remarkable. I can only imagine what it was like to have been there, and to have seen it. But like, there are days where. A, a, ho- a whole bunch of patients will be sent up from the emergency room to the cardiology ward mm-hmm. who haven't been fully evaluated in the emergency room yet. Right. Some of them may not even turn out to have cardiology problems, but sometimes they have to clear out the emergency right. room quickly when they have victims of an attack right. coming in. Right, absolutely. Clear the deck, so to speak. Uh, so did you have any other uh, you know, sort of first-hand encounters with, uh, with victims of attacks? As that, I mean, you weren't in the emergency room at any point, were well, you? Well, I was, I was teaching in the emergency room, but I was you know, limiting it to uh, cardiology teaching. I was teaching the emergency room, room residents on how to perform a bedside echocardiogram. Right. Um, well, that's right. That's a thing that they do there. Dr. Marin, I think, has talked about that. They, Other people have talked about that. They, they make that. Is that a standard procedure in, it's, ER, in it's, ERs? It's becoming a standard procedure. ER doctors are now learning to use ultrasound to e- examine the lungs, the heart, and the abdomen right. and, make, and make fast diagnoses without having to move the patient to an X-ray uh, unit, without right. having to expose the patient to radiation. Um, I well, I finished teaching one morning, and I left the ER to go up to cardiology, and as I was leaving the ER, I saw Ofer Merin mm-hmm. rushing in there. Right. And part of me wanted to follow him and watch, but yeah. then I realized, you know, I really shouldn't do that. I'm not, it's not my job to be a voyeur, to, to watch right. other people suffering. Right. I, you know, it's, that's not what I was there for. Right, absolutely. It's uh, but he uh, his remarks, by the way, in that piece I mentioned that I was editing were were remarkable. He spoke at that uh, that event, and he um, and he was talking about how the the events of the previous months had impacted the staff. And obviously, uh, you know, I mean, anybody who does this who does that sort of work, any any hotel member will tell you that, or any any you know hospital you know physician or nurse will tell you that you, in the moment you're doing what you have to do, but it doesn't leave you unscathed when you, when you encounter this stuff. 
And he, he actually talked about, uh, he, he told the people who were there that night that on many occasions, on numerous occasions, he had stepped aside just to go cry on the side because of uh, everything that had been going on, the, the, the pent-up uh, tension and, uh, and just agony of seeing everything that had been happening and all the patients who had been coming in. I mean, he described some of them. I won't go into graphic detail on, you know, in the, on, you know, on this program, but uh, he went into graphic detail and described some of you know, the injuries. Obviously, he was talking to victims and staff, so they were all, all too familiar with this stuff. But it was a very, very moving um, and very, very, very intense sounding event uh punctuated by the way with music because uh the uh the story that i'm talking about that, that i was editing uh focuses on begins with a young man who is a musician and he uh he suffered a very serious injury in a stabbing and almost died at the hospital and they worked on him for hours and they thank god saved his life and uh he, he apparently the whole time he was there was only thinking about when can i go back to play music and he got out of the hospital and he went back to play music and his whole family is musicians. Uh, so he performed that night with his brother, also on guitar, and with their father, who played keyboard, and with their father's band. And they performed for this crowd at this event. And it's just amazing. These amazing, beautiful things, you see them every day in Israel. And I think that's what inspired me to write. I've never really written on a regular basis the way I did there. Uh, it also helped that... Uh, that Friday is the Sunday in Israel. Right. That, you know, I was off on Friday and I, and I just had still a lot of energy in me. Unlike Sunday where after Shabbos you're a little bit logy on Sunday because you've been eating cholent and sleeping all day. So Friday in Israel I still had a lot of energy. So I sat down and I spent a lot of time uh, writing. And that was, you know, a whole new thing I discovered. I didn't go to Israel planning to do this. But just getting back to, to Ofer Merin. Mm -hmm. he, he's a colonel in Sava. Right. And uh, he... He is one of the people who runs the Israeli trauma units that go abroad. The field hospital. The field hospital. Mm -hmm. they, they went uh, to Nepal after the earthquake, and they went to Philippines after the uh, natural yep. disaster. 80. Right. And the, one of the people who goes along is Yonatan Halevi, the director general of the hospital, right. who's, who's a fabulous internist. He's an expert on liver diseases. But there He sat in that chair about seven weeks ago. Oh. Yeah. Did he talk about this? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, he's so, told Nachum so, about it on another occasion. From he what, told Nachum he, about it at length. He's the Balkore when they go there. Yeah. And then uh, one of the other doctors is my friend Avi Alpert, who's an emergency room attending there, who runs the uh, teaching program in the emergency room. And, you know, Sharet Tzedek sends their share of uh, brilliant doctors to accompany this uh, hospital that gets set up mm -hmm. everywhere in the world. Right. And, and often first, before anybody else. It's, right. Uh, it's one of the... And they have, they have the best equipment. Mm -hmm. They have their own... Uh, they have their own laboratory. They have an electronic medical record that they produce reports that they give the patients to take with them when they go back to wherever right. uh, they, they live to show their doctors. It's uh, it's one of the most remarkable one of the most remarkable public stories to come out of Israel. You know, I think of our life. Just incredible. Uh, you know, for us, it is it is the uh, almost. Uh, a, a shining standard of you know what it means to be a, the quote unquote startup nation. It's just amazing what they do there. Um, our guest is uh, Dr. Howard Goldschmidt. He is a cardiologist at the Valley Hospital in New Jersey, and uh, talking about his experiences spending a month mini sabbatical at Shari Tzedek Medical Center. Um, you you uh, described Modi Inn, 
Um, and you talked about that. And uh, you, you spent a lot of time in your blog post describing in, in really good detail different uh, different places that you visited. You talked about uh, spending some time overlooking the water on a Friday afternoon. Uh, was that in, in Tel Aviv? Yeah, at the Namal in Tel Aviv. I would tell people if they've never been to the Namal in Tel Aviv, mm-hmm. you have to go there. At any given time, there are at least two or three glot kosher restaurants. Tel Aviv has a bad rap as not having enough kosher restaurants, right. but you can always find a place at the Namal. It's really worth it. Uh, that is... Uh that is just one one aspect of you know, the some of the really wonderful descriptions that that punctuate that are peppered throughout your writing. Do you think you have a book in you? No, I I usually can write for about two or three pages and then that's all I got. <laughs> so uh, I may even run out of material to talk to you about in the next couple minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we can always go to music. That was, you know, writing papers in college, I could never get beyond two or three pages. And the, the papers that had to be longer, I got bad grades because I had to put filler in. <laughs> I, I, my, my, my thoughts are very superficial. Right. Well, Mesa may be a newspaper column. Not that yeah, newspaper well, columns are superficial, but, you know. No, I, you know, yeah. journalism is, is, is the type of writing that I've always gravitated to. Mm-hmm. Short and sweet. Can, can I talk about what it's like for an Orthodox doctor to come to Sharet Tzedek after being used to practicing in secular institutions everywhere else? I would love to hear about that. So Sharet Tzedek is, is really an amazing place. Just uh, full disclosure, I, I don't wear a kippah at work because I have a personal belief that uh, a doctor should have a neutral face so that patients should not come to him with preconceived notions uh, which might affect what we call therapeutic transference okay. between the patient and the doctor. I like to just be, you know, just an, an anonymous person. Obviously, I'm Jewish. My name is Jewish. My attitude is Jewish. But, you know, I've always felt that if you wear a kippah, you know, you, you, you may turn off some people or they may not listen to what you have to say. Right. So it, it was really the greatest thing. I, I show up at Sharet Tzedek. I put my, you know, I have, I'm wearing a kippah because I put it on in Modi'in when I woke up in the morning. And I'm walking around doing my job wearing a kippah without being the slightest bit self-conscious mm-hmm. because everybody's wearing a kippah and none of the patients could care less about who's wearing a kippah, who's not wearing a kippah. They all come to Sharet Tzedek because it's known as a great orthodox hospital, which has always been under orthodox auspices. Dr. Wallach, was, uh, who founded the hospital, was uh, a Ben Torah who uh, t- taught Torah to other doctors in Yerushalayim in the early uh, part of the 20th century. But in every part of Sharet Tzedek, you feel that this is part of, uh, of being, a, being a from Jew. This is like, it's like almost going to camp, <laughs> for me at least. Yeah. You know, the, and the, the cafeteria, you get a, a main course, di- uh, full, a full lunch for seven shekels, right. $1.75. Amazing. The, the second day I was there, I took a second main course, and I was yelled at, you're only allowed to take one. It's like a kibbutz cafeteria. <laughs> and dessert, all they give you for dessert is, uh, is fruit. There's no cake, but that's good. It's, it's healthy. But there, there, there's mincha, at least two mincha minyanim in the shul there. Uh, the, the Ashkenaz one is at 1 o'clock. The Sfard one is at 1.30. And the, the, the shul has a lot of patients who are there in their pajamas and robes. These are obviously not sick patients. In Israel, sometimes patients get admitted a day before surgery for preoperative testing, so they're still in good condition. They come to the, they come to the minyan also. Right. And uh, the staff, the Echocardiography technicians, all but one of them, are, are, are from women who cover their hair. Uh, 
and it's like it's to me it's like such a different experience from what I'm used to. I can I can see that I can imagine. You have janitors wearing kippot, and it's this is this is truly kibbutz galiyot. Right. right, it's amazing. Do you have do you have plans to make aliyah that you could talk about on the air? <laughs> you know, it's it's obviously I'm an armchair Zionist. I, I I I go to Israel three or four times a year, and that's how that's how I, I've a, a, accumulated all these places that I write about that I visited. I visited. Right. I've I visited the primary sites, the the secondary sites, and even the tertiary sites. So I've I've seen everything. I even uh, started going to uh, churches uh, because uh, that's uh, an architectural study interest of mine. Right. But in terms of making aliyah, I still have a lot of uh, people who rely on me on in this country. I have to marry off two sons. I have two aging parents whose care I'm involved in, and I have all the patients I've accumulated who uh, count on me and uh, were worrying about me when I left for Israel. Right. I came back in March, and like some of the sickest patients said to me, I was so scared that something would happen to you while you were there. Wow. All right, so in other words, life. <laughs> Very interesting. Um, why don't we take a break? Let's play some music, and then we'll come back, and we'll continue our conversation with uh, Dr. Howard uh, Goldschmidt. He is a cardiologist at the Valley Hospital and uh, telling us about his experiences spending a month-long mini, month mini sabbatical at Shari Tzedek Medical Center. My name is Mayor Ferdy. You're listening to The Stunt Show on the Nahum Siegel Network. Here is Eighth Day with, what's it called? It's Shabbos now. Not quite. It's Thursday, but you get the idea.
for courage through times of senseless hate. Faded your ways, kept that smile and wiped our tears away. Promised us there'll come a time when we'll always say, Shabbos now, Shabbos now. Listening to the Stunt Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. It is uh, it is a Thursday afternoon. Thank you for spending some time with us here on the Nachum Siegel Network. My name is Mayor Fertig, and it is Thursday, the fourteenth of April, the sixth of Nissan. We've been having an amazing, fascinating conversation with Dr. Howard Goldschmidt. He is a cardiologist at the Valley Hospital in New Jersey, and spent a month at uh, in, a, in a completely different environment. Uh, the only uh, the only similarities, perhaps, were the uh, the tools of his trade as a cardiologist, and I'm talking about uh, Shari Tzedek Medical Center in Yerushalayim. And uh, it's not just the hospital that was completely different from uh, from the hospital you're accustomed to, but of course, uh, Bergen County and, and Yerushalayim are such very different places. Um, you were uh, you were just telling me about uh, about some of those experiences. Yeah, I sh- I should mention that uh, the patients I took care of. Yeah. Uh, Charit Sedek were the nicest, nice people. Uh, they were so grateful. I was really happy to have built my Hebrew vocabulary up enough during the, my weeks there that I was able to talk to the, the patients and their families, explain the results of procedures, yeah. and explain the treatment. And they were all so grateful. And it was really made me feel wonderful. I'm sure it did. Actually, we'll get to the whole part of outside the hospital in a minute. I am curious about that. I mean, medical ulpan is a whole is a thing in Israel. It's a whole different. Um, I understand that it's a, a whole different uh, skill, a whole different approach, a whole different learning experience than just you know regular conversational Hebrew. And, and yet, you seem to have mastered that enough to function in your in your professional environment. How do you do that? Well, I usually like to repeat back to people sentences that they've said to me, mm-hmm. and Basically, that solidifies the memory. When you when you hear a phrase mm-hmm. like karish, uh, uh, which means we're going to do this procedure mm-hmm. to make sure there's no clot. Right. I've, I heard a doctor say it, and as soon as I could, I repeated it to somebody else, right. and that basically locks the memory into a tape in your brain. Right. 
Uh, and Sharet Tzedek has uh, uh, teaching rounds and uh, conferences where all the uh, senior attendings review all the difficult cases in the department. And, of course, those are all held in Hebrew. Mm -hmm. And I went every day and I listened. And sometimes I'd be looking words up on, on my Google Translate. Sometimes the attending sitting next to me would whisper the word as I was looking it up. Right. And they say, you don't have to do that. Just ask me every word. <laughs> and I'm writing it down in my notebook and I'm working on it. So, you know, I, I, I was lucky. My, my Hebrew still is not where I would like it to be. But every time you go and every day you're there, uh, it's, it, it gets better and better. And uh, I, I would encourage people to always work on their Hebrew. If you have even the most basic skills from Yeshiva Katana, you can do it. You can buy Israeli newspapers. Uh, you, you can go online and just slowly pick up words as you go. Try to speak Hebrew with everyone you, you meet when you're in Israel. Uh, it's not like other countries. Israelis are really happy to uh, correct you, and you don't mm -hmm. take it personally because their corrections are, are important, and you, you, you press on. Right. Although you, you will occasionally, often, I think, find people who would like to practice their English on you. Oh, yeah. There, there, there were people there who the conversation would be, I would speak to them in Hebrew, and they would answer me in English, and th <laughs> this was fine. That's very funny. Um, so uh, you were... You were telling me a little bit about uh, visiting some neighborhoods in Yerushalayim that yep. were maybe far removed from your usual experience. So uh, we, we decided we would walk through the streets of Geula. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a wonderful Israeli TV show called Shtisel about a Haredi family in Geula made up of very, very interesting characters. And uh, we wanted to just walk around the streets where they live. Uh, they have these tiny apartments with tiny terraces that they sit on the terraces at night. They smoke their cigarettes. They watch what's going on on the street. They, uh, they, they learn Gemara smoking cigarettes and falling asleep in their Gemaras. But we, we really just wanted to uh, walk around those streets. And we, we did that. And uh, there's restaurants there where you can get Kugel and Cholent and all the other good Jewish soul food every day of the week. Really? But we, we wound up being there in an, on an afternoon where the kids had just gotten out of school. And, uh, I guess it was around 2.30, 3 o'clock. And apparently their fathers get off from the base medrash around that time to help out the moms and pick up the kids from school. And it was the most beautiful thing seeing all these Hasidic fathers uh, walking down the street with uh, two kids, on one on each hand, and the kids are holding kids. And... Uh, we saw we saw fathers riding their kids on bicycles. One scary uh, thing we saw was a father had three girls on his bicycle. Oh my gosh! None of them were wearing helmets, and you know they just have a lot of uh, emuna. Right. And and seeing seeing the Haredi, Haredi families in Geula and in Mea Sharim so happy, so well adjusted. It's I, I hate to say it because it, it sounds a little cold. It's like seeing them in their natural habitat where they're as happy as they could be because this is the place. They're in uh, Irakodesh, Yerushalayim, and this is the life that they want. And it's, it's, it's notable, I guess, because you know, a lot of what we you know, get here in the media about uh, the, you know, the Haredi, the Hasidic communities in Yerushalayim and is not necessarily always so positive. So it's, it's very interesting that you, uh, that you were able to take that in. Um, what's a, a lot of people do go there. I mean, I haven't been there actually in many years, but uh, that's uh, you, you said you, you mentioned a store you visited that was uh, particular. So we we were gonna be going to my nephew's bar mitzvah in Tiveria, which I'll talk about in a minute. Uh, and I needed a fresh white shirt because my white shirt had gotten wrinkled in the suitcase. 
So we're walking around, and I walk into a store, and the store is selling nothing but white shirts. <laughs> so you can get any shirt you want there as long as it's white. As long as it's white. White shirts. And I, I bought a really great shirt, and it was two, two for, uh, for 50 shekels. And for some reason, I didn't want to... I didn't want to have two of the same shirt. I just didn't trust the shirt. And the guy said, you're going to be really sorry. And, you know, I wound up paying maybe, uh, I guess it was, it was 75. I wound up paying 75 shekels for one shirt. Yeah. And I really was sorry that I didn't buy two shekels for, uh, two shirts for, 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 for less than 150 shekels. <laughs> Always listen to the salesman. Is that the? Uh, I don't well, know if that's really know, a good these, takeaway. These but. were quality European yeah. shirts with a with a nice cut. Right. So we we drive up to uh, to Varia for a wonderful uh, weekend at a hotel called Europa 1840, overlooking uh, the Kinneret. Uh, my 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 niece and nephew, uh, the Hirschmans from uh, uh, Northern Yerushalayim, made the most beautiful bar mitzvah. But we we came in that car I rode about the hatchback, and I had rented a hatchback because uh, I like to ride bi my bicycle around Israel, mm -hmm. and I can take the tire off and put it in the hatchback. So we after the bar mitzvah, we're driving out of Tiveria, and there's an engine trouble light on, and my wife sees it. I'm, I don't see it. I'm driving, but she sees it, and she, and I said, don't worry, don't worry. So I drive up the up the hill from Tiveria, yeah. and w within within a mile, the car conks out. Oh gosh. And uh, Luckily, it was near a bus stop, so I I called the uh, uh, the, the, the the rental company. Uh, I'm not going to mention their name, and they said, "Well, well, we're going to give you a, a similar car." I said, "Well, it has to have a hatchback. I have to be able to put my bicycle in it." And they said, "What?" And I said, "Yeah, that's that's it. I ca you cannot send me a regular car, a regular car." Mm -hmm. So. As it turns out, my wife and I had to evacuate all our luggage from the car, including the bicycle. We are sitting at a bus stop, like 11 o'clock, Motzei Shabbos. Oh, my. The, the bus goes from uh, at the outskirts of Tavaria to Afula. Some people come by. They wait for a bus. The bus comes and takes them. They stare at us. Who are these funny-looking Americans sitting there with all their luggage and a bicycle at a bus stop on the highway? Oh, my. And finally, the... Uh, uh, a uh, tow truck pulls up, and of course the tow truck driver is wearing sandalim. He pulls up, he releases a nice car that's big enough for my bike. He takes my car, he drives away, and that was it. And I think if this had happened somewhere in the middle of America that I was stuck on the road uh -huh. uh, with my luggage and a bicycle and uh, my somewhat anxious wife, although Debbie was really cool about the whole thing. I would have been much more uncomfortable. But right. being that this was in, in, in the Galil and Eretz Yisrael, I just knew everything was going to work out. That's a great story. Well, memories, right? Memories. Would you do this again? I would absolutely do it again. Uh, I have to, of course, uh, make sure that uh, my, my partners, and I want to throw in a shout out to Valley Heart Group, my eight partners, mm -hmm. seven partners plus me, who were happy to cover me during the month that I was gone and did a great job. Uh, I would have to get their permission to uh, leave them uh, taking care of my patients for a month again. But I would love to do it again. Sounds like it was an amazing experience. And uh, I'm very, uh, very glad that you decided to write about it because it was really very enjoyable. And uh, Belinader, I will... Um, I will try to 
take some time and find all your posts down on the uh, American Committee of Bashar Facebook page and sort of you know move them up a little bit and repost them again together, maybe and you know with links, and so people who uh, hear this can uh, can enjoy it. And uh, they're they're worth reading, frankly. They really you. were very enjoyable. So uh, I'm glad we had the uh, chance to read them. I'm glad we had the chance to pass them on. And I'm glad that you and I have had the chance to have this conversation because uh, it's been very, very enjoyable. Thank you, Mayor. My guest, uh, Dr. Howard Goldschmidt of the Valley Hospital. And uh, Just one last thing. Yeah, sure. So uh, the name Howard or Howie is very difficult for Israelis. Yeah. So in Is- my, my name is Howard Tzvi Goldschmidt. So in Israel, I use the name Tzvika. Ah, so everywhere at uh, Sharei Tzedek, it's, they know me as Tzvika. Very good. Okay, I'm glad you pointed that out. Actually, that's I'm sure people hearing it, you know, would would have figured it out. They would recognize your voice, but uh, but that's uh, that's excellent. Um, why don't we uh, we have a couple of minutes left in the show? Let's play a little bit of music. Since uh, hey, why not? You know, uh, where are we going next, Yoni? Ah, yes, David Gabe. The album is called Eretz Yisrael, and uh, we'll play track one. My name is Mayor Ferdi. You're listening to the Stunt Show on the Nahum Siegel Network.
that we've got uh we've got seconds left thank you so much for spending part of your afternoon with us here on the Nahum Siegel Network I hope you'll stay tuned uh from two to five now throwback Thursday a uh a vintage episode of JM in the AM and uh we really dig into the archives for these and there's some great stuff so uh stay tuned and coming up next you'll hear what has been selected because there's no doubt that it'll be fun and then from seven to eight Charlie Burnout with an hour of Jewish soul at midnight this morning's JM in the AM repeats from 12 to 3. And then, of course, at 6 a.m., Nachum back in the studio with another edition of JM in the AM for an Arab Shabbos. Thursday, April 14th, the 6th of Nisan, my guest was Dr. Howard Goldschmidt, or Tzvika, as they know him at Shari Tzedek, a uh, cardiologist at Valley Hospital and who spent a month at Shari Tzedek as a, on a mini sabbatical. My thanks to him. My thanks to our engineer, Yoni uh, Pollock, for engineering. My thanks to our photographer today, Naftali Ferdig. And uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. My name is Mayor Fertig, reminding you till next time, not everybody can have a snappy sign-off. Take care, everyone.